If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile unlimited premium wireless. Ready to get 30 30, to get 30, ready to get 20 20, 20 to get 20 20, to get 15 15 15 15 just 15 bucks a month. So, give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 up front for 3 months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Wednesday. <laughs> Yay, Wednesdays. Yay. Wednesday. 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 It's only been three minutes, but I know it's going to be a fucking awesome day. So we are... Mystery murdery this thingy. Is... Thingy, 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 thingy. Thingy, thingy, thingy. I'm Chloe. I'm Mario. That's Mario. I'm Chloe. Oh, no. no, you're Chloe. Okay, cool. We're now learning. I've got it. We're learning with like, this one. It's a constant learning process. So, you know. That's the facts of life. <laughs> Wait, how does that theme song go? You take some good, you take some bad, you mix them all, and then you have the facts of life. The facts of life. I've never seen that show, ever. It's a, it's a classic sitcom. Okay. So, I feel like you should watch it. Nah. I was told about a Golden Girl spinoff called The Golden Palace. Yes, that is have a thing. Have you seen it? Uh, I don't believe I've ever seen it. I may have seen an episode or two. I was also told all of the episodes are on YouTube. Who told you these nuggets of wisdom? A friend of mine. Oh, yes. An anonymous friend. Not- Very nice. She also has a... A fan, like a whoosh, like a hand fan. Uh huh. She doesn't have of... just like one fan who's like, woo, go anonymous Golden Girls fan. You are the best. I'm your one fan. No, an actual like fan. Okay. And painted on it is like all the Golden Girls faces. Nice. It's pretty. I got that shirt from Walmart uh, recently, the one that says Squad. That's from Walmart? It is indeed. At least that's one of the places one could buy it. I'm go sure Walmart. you can buy it at other places too. Anyway. Yeah. Dude, I want Oh, this is the um, podcast where we talk about... Mysteries. Golden Girls. Murderies. Classic sitcoms from the 80s. And thingies. 
Thingies, 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 thingies. Anything under the category of mystery. This one we're Unsolved. doing. Unsolved. What who, the fuck is it? Who fucking knows? Oh my god. No we, one knows why. What? But. Do we But why? Do we know anything about anything ever? Technically, no. We should do an episode about that. Is reality real? No, that's. Does anything exist? That's too now much. Now that's a fucking mystery. That's too. Should I have much. done that in my science mysteries episode? Is that's anything real? Yeah, Mara and I are working on science. You know what mis- though? That's more of a philosophy mystery. Sorry, yeah. what were you saying before I so rudely cut you off? Um. <laughs> that. <laughs> I did it on purpose. Uh, um. So yeah, the uh, what. Um, I forgot. We're doing these, like, pretty much recorded live at this point, so I hope you enjoy our banter. Yay! <laughs> Yay! Um, yeah. So we, like, we're just talking about how we're gonna, like, organize this. Right. Right? Aren't right. we off to a great start? We we are. We're, like, we kind of threw this one together, y'all, so enjoy it. Don't um, tell them that. No, I want the peak peek behind the curtain a little bit, you know. We worked for hours and days on this research. We read Technically that's true. Four books each. Technically that's not true. And I did read a pretty long article. Two documentaries. You watched like ten minutes of a documentary. No, I didn't. Oh, it was like two minutes. Okay, so anyway. We were, like, originally, just to, like, peek behind the curtain a little bit more, we were, like, originally going to do, like, oh, we'll do an alien two-parter or three-parter. Like, oh, we'll really dig into aliens. And then I realized that I'm not that interested. I I am interested, but I just... Yeah. I don't know. I don't Mm, know. I don't know how to explain it. Here, I'll I'll explain it. So when we we both started doing our research and, like, we did spend, you know, like... We've been doing our research over the past few days. What we mostly found out was that um, aliens, the whole alien question, is, like, completely un... It's it's a, almost too much of a mystery, okay? Yeah. For, yeah. That's, how, that's the best lot. way I could explain it. It's almost too much of a mystery. There's a lot out there, and also, like... It's just all fucking speculation. And it's it's it's, like, the same idea in that the reason that I don't, like, straight up missing disappeared cases because it's like she's gone that's it no one knows anything which is scary and obviously absolutely terrifying but part of i think why you and i do this podcast is because we're those kind of people who are kind of okay with not knowing shit and that's not everyone most people want to know they want to have things certain they want to have like a definable answer but we're more like the creative types. Yeah, we'll, you know, we'll be like... We're like, yeah, You know no, what? No oh, one knows, and that's okay. Oh, I don't even know what it is. Ooh, it's it's an abstract painting. <laughs> Ooh, it's not anything. I love it. <laughs> See, this is why I love, like, Mark Rothko. It's just like, oh, it's just planes of color. It's just like, it's a rectangle. I don't know. What does it mean? I don't know, you don't know, and that's okay, man. Uh, and I love that. Um, so I feel like we should embrace the mystery with this one and just like dig into it you know what i think is a great idea i thought of a really good idea i think we should talk about animal mysteries and talk about dogs because what i was always think about all the time do dogs even exist no no what is a dog none of us like actually know what they're thinking 
That's true. What is what are animals thinking? What? Why does my dog go in and out of my room constantly? Because it forgets that you're there. We're getting our house remodeled. What does she think is happening? We like got all our carpets ripped up, and she's now she like can hear herself walk on the ground, and Glare's like click click click, and she's like hates it, and she doesn't like lying on the floor anymore. I feel like you just want to do a Nibbles mystery episode. What's wrong with that? I also feel like that would be like a kids cartoon. <laughs> Nibbles Mysteries. Oh my god, of a little dog trying to find, like, dog mysteries. Right. Where have my humans gone? <laughs> Part a, 7. An animated the show. The grocery store. <laughs> where a dog tries to figure out dog mysteries. What's mysterious to a dog? Where does my food come from? Why can I smell it, but I can't see it? Yeah, why can I smell it, but I can't see it? <laughs> oh my god. Let's get started on that right now. No one take our idea. Okay, we'll Copy we'll get right. started on that right after we unless unless there's like a show or a comic or something that somebody knows that it, that exists. Like Sylvia, the play Sylvia is about a man and his dog, and like personifies the dog. And there's a part where like she's in heat, and she's like, <laughs> I love how you said that. She's in heat. Well, that's what they like say. Oh, okay. In the show. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and they like go to the park <laughs> yeah anyway yeah all of that stuff okay so our like big alien question was well obviously okay me and mario talked about like wow like there's so many questions that in regard in like regarding like the whole alien thing so there we are many decided... mysteries within the central alien mystery yes so we decided to focus on have a aliens visited earth and what we're gonna do is we're gonna like sort of trade off do different kind of topics around that and then at the end we will both answer the question uh according to our completely factually accurate opinions yep and we may or may not agree or disagree that's you know it's we'll we'll just we'll uh we'll give you some truthful hyperbole and uh truthful hyperbole that's a trumpism that's an oxymoron that's a trumpism <laughs> and literally and don't say uh, that name in my house <laughs> uh, uh you know uh he's a popular fiction character as well in addition to being our president so you know one can invoke him in that sense um the donald as i like to call him uh anyway <laughs> so, and we're getting so like off on left field Man constantly of this episode. um ooh. Could that be a new Marvel character? Ew. <laughs> and that's, he just slimes everyone. Ew. That's his superpower. <laughs> He's like a slug. He just slimes you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Okay, so, um, yeah. And that's what we're going to do. That's the structure that we figured out what uh, 15 minutes ago before we started recording. Hell yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, first thing is going to be, I'm going to talk about this super exciting scientific concept called the Drake Equation. Which, at first when you were talking about this, I was like, Mario, no one likes math. But it's actually a... It's interesting. I I was not bored. Yes. Okay. So the Drake Equation, the name is a little confusing because it's not really an equation in the sense... It's not. Okay. You can write it out as an an equation and and then get bored. Which makes it easier for some people's brains, though. That's how they look at the world anyway. Exactly. But essentially, this is what it is. It was an attempt by this guy named Frank Drake 
uh, in like the early 60s to like answer the question, how many civilizations have existed uh, uh, or, or sorry, currently exist in the galaxy that we could actually make contact with. So you're telling me Drake, the rapper, didn't make this up? That is not a mystery. That That is, yes, that's the case. It was not Drake, the rapper. What is his full name? That's don't, a mystery to me. I don't know, and I don't really care. I don't like him. I mean, I, not as a person. I don't like his rapping style. I don't I like fucking Drake, know him. I like Drake sometimes. Yeah. I don't like Drake when his singles are, like, forced down my throat. Like, I like to discover a song by Drake. Yeah, but that's more just a thing about you and popular culture and less about his music inherently. Should we have a musicological discussion about Drake? Is that... You and could I that could be have an a very... Ha, could, could that have, be an interesting podcast? Not at all. Just us having musicological discussions? I know you would do well at it, Mr. Musical Composition Major. Yeah, but... Look at me, I'm Mario. I, I think can write an orchestra. I have more fun talking about mysteries. Me too. Moving on. Because <laughs> we're team mystery. So, um, yeah. this Drake equation is very mysterious in the sense that half of it's kind of made up bullshit. Uh, not, not, not bullshit, Wait. but just kind of made up. So, okay, so here are the, the facts. That's a really sharp turn. Okay, I feel like the bed's being very squeaky this episode. It's fine. Okay, so the average rate of star formation in our galaxy, that's the first thing. We know that. that. That's not a mystery. The fraction of stars that have planets around them is the next factor uh, that we're multiplying together in this equation, so to speak. Uh, that is also pretty well known now because of the Kepler missions and we've like detected ga- planets around other stars. And we we kind of know that now. The average number of planets that can potentially support life around their stars, that's getting a little more speculative. We know it to some extent, but it gets into these questions. That's what is lot. life? How does life exist? Yeah, that's exist? what I was thinking. So it gets into these, like, fundamental philosophical questions. Like, that was definitely, like, one of our things when we were talking about, like, what is... Con- I mean, never mind. Because you, yeah. like, totally shut me down last time I said this. Well, that's, like, a whole topic, which we can definitely get into. But I, I just want to finish the Drake equation. So um, the next part of it is the fraction of planets that could support life that actually develop life at some point. We don't know that. That's essentially h- how much life is out there. That's crazy. Right. That's like the big central mystery that like we we, we really have no fucking clue, right? That's like unfathomable. Yeah. Did I say that right? Yes. <laughs> um, and then there's like the fraction of planets with life that actually go on to develop intelligent life. And create okay. civilizations. Okay. Now that's even more speculative. So there's a lot of factors here. There are a number of factors here. And then um, the next one is the fraction of civilizations that actually develop a technology like radio, right? That releases a detectable signal into space. Whoa. And that's like... <laughs> no us. idea. I mean, that's us. That's essentially saying how many other human-like aliens exist in the galaxy. And this factor is what, or maybe even the one before it, is the one where I think of when I think of the word alien. Sure. But you said that, like, an alien could be literally... I mean, it is. Exactly. And that'll be kind of our, like, what, third topic we're going to do? What? Remember how we talked about the structure of it? And how I'm going to start with this part 
and then we're going to do the other thing, and then we'll talk about what aliens would actually look like. Oh, yes, I remember. Yeah. <laughs> you remember that? Because it was like 20 minutes ago. <laughs> and then the very last factor in the Drake equation is the length of time that those civilizations would actually release detectable signals into space. What do you mean? How long the civilization with these ancient or with these intelligent uh, life forms would actually exist for. So say oh. in a thousand years, humans wipe themselves out by I heard nuclear it was war. To be 2050. Well, the, the, um, the, there are more, uh, times that the end of the world, so to speak, has been, uh, proposed or, or, or like said that it's going to happen then, like, there have been years. Like, people, it's called eschatological thinking. It's like, the end of times is always here, right? Um, When will be the end of times? That's another mystery. So, anyway, this whole Drake equation thing, it's like a way to try to, like, really answer this question of, like, how many intelligent life forms actually exist out there in the universe. Uh, But like I said, it, it has been criticized as being, like, kind of bullshitty because... Yeah, we we really don't know, like, over half the stuff here in this equation. So, like, who knows? But the guy who came up with it said that probably about 10,000. That was his, like, best estimate for, like, plugging in the numbers, right? Um, So, I guess that's kind of... It seems like a lot, right? But then you have to think, like, okay, the galaxy is, like, a really big place. Oh, then... And then, like, we're on this, like, outer spiral arm, right... And, you know, how long does it take for signals to cross space and how close would they be to us? Yeah, it, it's like, you know, then that's the kind of a separate We could question, never right? know. It, it's very much unknowable, which again is the thing that we found out about the Aliens episode is we're going to get back to that quite a bit. <laughs> like, all of this is kind of unknowable and very speculative because like, yeah, of course it is. <laughs> um, okay, so I think... Now we're going to talk about Chloe's topic. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to talk about mass sightings. Right. So, and here's what I like about this whole, like, alien thing is that... Stop moving. Okay. Stay perfectly still. Okay. Are you done moving? You're done moving. Great. <laughs> I'm going to take your glasses Okay. Off. Yes, yes. So, um... <laughs> What was I talking about? Mass sightings. And, oh, what I, okay, so what I like about this whole alien question is that you don't know. So it's, as much as it's impossible that something like this could happen, it's also entirely possible that something like this could happen. Exactly. That's what is actually pretty cool about all this and how big of a mystery it is, that it's all also possible. Yeah, like we I have to that. remember that, like, it's the same you can look at it the, both ways. Right. There's no evidence for it, but also there's no evidence against, against it. it. So, so yeah, right? Exactly. And I think that's nuts. Considering that's all of nuts. the weird, that's so crazy. Considering all of the weird shit that's happened since, oh, I don't know, the beginning of time. Yes. So. Which I'll talk about, but first you're going to talk about more modern stuff. Yes. I'm going to talk about, start off with the Roswell incident, which is, like, classic. Um, but I'm also going to do, like, a very, like, quickie, like, summary of it. Yes. Because there's so much. Yes. So, 
the like 101, the like crash course on the Roswell incident has to crash do... course. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. I didn't do it. You pointed it out. And not going to lie, pretty solid joke you got there. I'm going to give five. you like a seven and a half out of ten. Where Ooh. I usually give you like a six. I was going to say that's that's pretty high for me. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So this happened all the way back in 1947 in Roswell, New Mexico. Which I do want to... Fuck. I, I, I'm always like, oh, like, I'll remember this. I'll t- I don't have to write it down. But I want to talk about it anyway. About how, like, the whole, like, like, green men and big eyes, like, craze started. And how the Roswell incident was uh, a big part of it. So, basically what happened uh, was debris was found by a a man named Will Brazel. So, basically, he found, like, um, some, like, weird, just, like weird pieces of random uh um material so he told the according to the roswell daily record that he and his son saw a quote large area of bright wreckage made up of rubber strips tinfoil a rather tough paper and sticks so what happened was he ended up going to the sheriff of the town sheriff wilcox he told him what he found and wilcox immediately immediately reported to the raaf which is the Roswell Army Airfield um, Foundation. Oh, no. Airfield. Sorry. Airfield, sorry. I was like, wow, I forgot the F. I wonder, maybe I should just guess what the F is, but it's field. <sighs> I'm sorry. <laughs> you're doing great. <laughs> I think you're doing great. Um, thank you. So he went you're and welcome. reported it to the RAAF, the RAAF. NAACPE. <laughs> he, he reported it to the RAAF, the FBI, and the, the OSS, and the NAACPE. The USFL, the XFL, What's the, the XFL? CFL, the NHL. What's the XFL? <laughs> NAMBLA. No, I'm just kidding. That was a bad joke. Wait, what? What's the XFL? What? Oh, uh, that's the Extreme Football League. Oh, really? Is it that did, a real thing? It did not exist for very long. It it was, if memory serves me correctly, partly funded by Trump and also by Vince McMahon, mainly Vince McMahon. And I believe that it will be coming back soon. Anyway. God, what a turd. Okay, so... So the RAAF sent out some agents who basically picked all up, picked it all up, and left... <laughs> Pick it up. You pick it up. All of you pick it up. Sorry. What are you? I just have the giggles now. Yes. No complaints. Okay, so the next day, they sent out a press relief that basically said that they found a flying disc. And then it crashed onto a ranch near Roswell. So people were like, oh, what the fuck? Um, So the... Basically, the press got... Oh my god, I've never heard you snort before. (laughs) That was new. I've done it many times. Okay, so um, they sent out a press relief. They're like, oh, we found this flying disc and it crashed on a ranch. <laughs> You're saying a press relief. Oh, press release. <laughs> That's what I'm laughing about. Sorry. 
<laughs> I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing with you. Well, you are relieved when you release. <laughs> I don't know what that's supposed to mean. <laughs> Was it a poop joke? Should we not do podcasts at 12.30 in the morning anymore? <sighs> yeah, we'll start doing them on Sundays now. Okay. <laughs> Probably. Things we, we should, say. We should do that, right? Um. Okay, so. Okay, Roswell incident. Yeah, they sent out a they sent out a press release, flying disc, blah blah blah, but the press got um saw that press release was like oh shit like this is kind of crazy, um but later the story kind of changed. Another report came out that said something different. They said that um they identified the object as being a weather balloon, and in the first initial press release they did like describe it kind of like a weather balloon, but also kind of not it, it it was it it like i think i was looking at as at the description as a weather balloon because later i knew they were going to call it a weather balloon does yeah. that make any sense or maybe it just was a weather balloon or it wasn't a weather balloon or maybe it wasn't a weather balloon well well here's the thing though it was from an experimental technology uh it was experimental technology from a trial called project mogul Okay. So this is where we get into some, like, government cover-up shit. Yeah. Right here. And, like I said, this happened in 47, so it's, like, you know, during the Cold War. Uh, And so it was involved in surveillance of the Soviet Union uh, during the Cold War. So basically it was designed to detect sound waves from, like, the atmosphere um, that would have been released when the Soviets were doing bomb testing. Ah. Um, so, so it's kind of an atmospheric seismograph. Yes. So the key account for all of this weirdness came from a former mortician named Glenn Dennis, who claimed in 1989 that a friend who worked as a nurse at the Roswell Army Airfield had accidentally walked into some kind of an examination room where doctors were supposedly bent over the bodies of three creatures. They apparently resembled humans, but with small bodies and spindly arms and giant bald heads. So after that, there were lots of report not reports, but rumors started to spread, conspiracy theories started to blossom, and soon people were said that like they found alien bodies there and this, that, and the other thing. And um, later, in 1995, this entrepreneur guy from London named Ray Santilli, uh, he released, quote-unquote, footage of an alien autopsy being performed in Roswell in, back in 47. But uh, lots of experts looked at it, and they were like, that's fake, it's a hoax, no one believe it. And then he was like, okay. Like, years <laughs> later, he was like, yeah, it was, it was almost entirely fake, but this shit is totally real. Like he was, he still insisted that there was real footage, but because it was in bad condition, he had to like recreate it. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I totally, it was there and I saw it, but it was like pretty grainy. So I just thought like everyone would like it in high def. Right. So I just like redid it and like, no, I have the real one. No, I, yeah, it's, it's like real and it's like over there. But, like, only I can see it and shit. So. Only I can see it. Yeah. It's like, you so, don't even... It's, like, really grainy. Roswell's been pretty debunked. It seems like it, yeah. Pretty much. 
Um, but what's also still interesting about Roswell is that it led to the whole a, the U.S. government is covering up aliens and they've been doing this for years and this, that, and the other thing right. and blah, blah, blah. And it kind of put all that hype out into Which the world as well. has actually kind of been in the news a little bit uh, more lately or like not lately, but in the past like several years because, uh, oh, and I like forget his name. But he was like, oh, um, Harry Reid, the, like, uh, Nevada Democratic senator, he was, like, secretly funding this project to, like, look into whether aliens, like, have visited Earth and, like, whether the government knew about it in the past. Like, looking into this, like, exact question, not yeah, Roswell it was, like, particularly. $2 million, or no, it was, like, $22 million, and it was Something. called the, fuck, like, the A AFIP. P, I want to say I. It was only released in like 2017. Like they exactly, and they just talked about it. I. But it was disbanded in like 2011 or something. I can't remember. I think it went from 2012 to 20 like. Oh, is it like in your write up? I I don't know. Okay. Anyway, it's just like another like part. But I definitely I know a lot. Which kind of gives some legitimacy to it. I know a lot of these were, um, taken from that. Oh, okay. Like, this that is, here's sense. some of the stuff that they revealed once that was revealed. Okay, yeah, yeah, Tell me about it. Tell me about it. Um, so I, so basically what I ended up doing was looking at mass sightings and ones that I just picked out ones that I thought were the most credible and the most interesting. So. Thank you, because you are a registered ufologist, right? Of course. Good. Anybody can be. <laughs> right. Not true, not true. <laughs> um, so let's talk about the New Jersey Turnpike. So, at the New Jersey Turnpike, during the weekend of July 14th and 15th of 2001, so this happened um, a little bit after midnight, about 15 or so people contacted police saying that they saw these strange lights in the sky. Quote, I saw 16 golden orange colored lights, several in a V-type formation, end quote, said Lieutenant Daniel Tarrant of the Carteret, New Jersey Police Department. Quote, others were scattered around the V, end quote. Tarrant and other police officials cannot explain what was hovering in the sky. And what's so interesting about this one is that it, it literally stopped traffic. It stopped traffic at the new, at the, on the turnpike. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, so golden orange lights were described moving quietly across the sky. Um, they were flickered, but then they vanished one by one. Um, what I thought was interesting about this was that when they, like, were doing, eight, like, on ABC 7 News, like, they, sh- I would, like, watch some interviews with, like, eyewitnesses, and, like, a lot of them said it was, like, kind of peaceful and, mm-hmm. like, pretty to look at, and it wasn't, like, really, like, alarming, but it was, like, people, it was still, like, mysterious. Yeah. This woman was like, we just witnessed a miracle or something. Good for her. <laughs> Giving me that look. <laughs> so, some of the common, like, debunks are like, oh, maybe it was the airport. Like, it was probably something in the weather. But the, let's see if I'm saying this, Nar- Newark, Newark, New Jersey. Newark. 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 I think it's like. Newark, New Jersey. Something weird. Newark. Is, is that what it is? Yeah, Newark. Newark Airport reported no unusual flight patterns that night and the national weather service had no explanation for them either hmm very mysterious weird no but i was thinking that too when you were talking about it that's why i was like give me that look i was like isn't it just like some kind of plane or 
like astronomical something or other i don't know like it's just like lights right? i think a lot of it has to do with how fast they were moving and a lot of and i also reports that they were too fast for so they were too slow for me to be meteors okay but i also went to skeptics.com for for like for like one specific i think it was the phoenix lights and that's why i didn't want to talk about them it's fucking skeptics.com, even though I try to stay away from that site. Um, <laughs> they're all just so cocky. I, like, don't get it. But um, it talks If I about, write it on the internet, it's true, okay? And they were just talking about how this, like, Arizona reporter was like, well, I got the real story, and it was just airplanes and this, that, and the other thing. Yeah. But he did make a good point in saying that it's hard to tell how fast something is going. True. When it's in the sky. Or how far away it is from you. Or if it's a reflection from the atmosphere exactly. or something beyond the atmosphere or something below the atmosphere. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know. I know you're, you're probably not going to talk about the Marfa lights too, but like I've looked into them a little bit and it's like Marfa, Texas. Um, it's like, I don't remember, like 80 or 100 miles west of Austin. Yeah. We watch videos of it. Yeah. Um, and there's like some of them that people think are like cars from the highway, but then there's other ones that like couldn't possibly be that. So, like, no one really knows. I don't know if that's, like, connected to aliens necessarily, but it's just, like, another one of these weird, like, mass sightings kind of things. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have any other ones, or? Yeah, I have more. Okay, cool. Keep going, <laughs> please. So, I have one that's kind of a, a hometown. So, Tinley Park, Ooh. which is, like, really close to where I grew up. Um, and apparently, Illinois is, like, a pretty big place for documented UFO sightings. Uh, specifically three separate incidents in Tinley Park. August 21st, 2004, August 1st, 2005, and then August 31st, Halloween night, 2006. Um, So all of them were described as three red lights hovering in the sky in a triangle formation. Um, So the August 21st sighting was photographed by hundreds of people, not only in Tinley Park, but they were seen in Oak Forest, Forest, Orland Park, Frankfurt, and Mokina. Um... So they were hovering in unison for about a half hour, making no audible sound. Um, also that night happened to be an Oz- I thought this was funny. An Ozzy Osbourne concert was letting out, so there was, like, even more witnesses, because there was just a ton of people coming out of this one place, and the people were like, looking up the sky and be like, oh, what the fuck is that? Um, and so some possible theories are that it's the something from O'Hare, because O'Hare Airport, one of the you know, busiest, biggest airports in the country is right there. Right. Um, also very annoying to get around. Or it was, um, what are those called? Lanterns. Those, like, Asian, like, paper lanterns that were set off in San Francisco, like, that night. But then I, but that didn't make any sense. What? Because paper lanterns don't fly that far. Yeah. Yeah. Were they, would they not just be from Chinatown in Chicago? Maybe. Was it... That kind of makes more sense. Was it like the Lunar New Year or something? No. I don't... I don't know. Okay. <laughs> that one seems <laughs> That was... Not... The, that one why I was like, what? Yeah. But then I was thinking about it. I was like, I guess it could be a thing if it was in like... Like you said, like downtown. I... Like, I guess. But I also read that like paper lanterns basically like start wildfires and shit. I bet. 
There's so many fucking wildfires going on in the country right yeah, now. Yeah, it's um, global warming. It's just, like, kick, kicking our asses right now. It's a complex issue that does involve certain aspects from going... That's a whole other topic. We're not going to get into We're that. We're not going to get into that. We're really not. We're getting into so many topics <laughs> this episode. And then I have one more, and I think this is the most interesting. Yeah. Oh, no, wait. I have two more. Okay. Um. So... The Westall UFO sighting. I think this one's super cool. So, this happened in 1966, April 6th. 200 children and school teachers witnessed a strange object. So, basically, it's happened at Westall High School um, in Aus- in Mel- Melbourne, Australia. As Shout out to our listeners in Melbourne. Melbourne. As uh, students were outside during morning recess when uh, what was described as a large silvery disc appeared in the sky. So it was described as capable of hovering and like standing still, but also moving very quickly. Um, it hovered for about 20 minutes and there is even evidence that it flattened the grass and turned it yellow, like right underneath it. Um, and just as it took off, five aircraft surrounded it. Um, so this, I have a quote from, from this guy who describes it. So this Australian UFO researcher and photographer, uh, James J. Kibble, describing his initial interview with Andrew Greenwood, who is a science, who was a science teacher there. Um, and he, Andrew Greenwood saw what happened. So this is Andrew Greenwood telling, uh, this researcher Greenwood told me the UFO was first brought to his attention by a hysterical child who ran into his classroom and told him there's a flying saucer outside. He thought this child had become deranged or something, so he didn't take any notice. But when the child insisted that his that this object was in the sky, he decided to go out and have a look for himself. The planes were doing everything possible to approach the object, and he said how they all avoided collision he will never know. Every time they got too close to the object, it would slowly accelerate, then rapidly accelerate, and then move away from them and stop. Then they would take off after again, after it again, and the same thing would happen. End quote. So yeah, that's very weird. Isn't that weird? Yeah, that was one of the most weirder ones that I, I found. Also, the one in Texas was and also it, another weird one. It just seems so hard to refute because it's like, what reason would all these people have to lie or make this up? And then also, like, well, what about those pilots? Like, that's the thing that really kind of convinces you about UFO sightings. It's pilots. It's the pilots. Because, like, these are, like, very credible people. They're, like, fighter pilots and shit. Yeah. Like, they have to go through, like, psychological, like, evaluations and, like, intensive training and be, like, upstanding people who bat, uh, who pass, like, rigorous background checks. Like, these are not some kook off the street, right? Or, like, yeah. a lino. I, I mean, maybe they're alcoholics but like probably not while they're flying a fucking plane right so i don't know they seem pretty credible yeah and there's been like multiple ones where the the pilots are like yeah we saw some shit we have no idea what it was yeah one of the god why didn't i write any of this down um uh things released by the i want to call the aafip but i don't know what it would stand for (laughs) I don't know. The thing that was released in 2017. Sure. The, the, the Reed Report, let's call it. The Reed Report. Um, and uh, The UFO Reed Report. And so... Fuck. I just lost what it's I was fine. doing. It's anyway. Fine. <laughs> um, 
oh, it was a, it was a video called like the Go Fast video, and it was like. Oh, I've seen um, that. You've seen it? Isn't I think it, so. Isn't it weird? Yeah. Because they're like, what the fuck is that thing? And they're all like really excited about it. Right. Like, did you just like get a, did you just get a target on like something moving? Like, they're like, oh my God, what is that? I don't even know. Oh my God. Right. It was weird. Um, but I just Googled AAFIP and it um, is. Uh, nope. Not anything. Administración Federal de Ingresos Públicos. Anyway. <laughs> Not what we Jesus were looking Christ. for. <laughs> okay, so... Jesus can't help you now, Chloe. Leveland. Leveland? Leveland? It's from Texas. You should know how it sounds. I don't know. Probably Leveland. Leveland. This happened in 1957. On the evening of, of November 2nd, two immigrant farm workers, Pedro Saucedo... Saucedo... Pedro Saucedo. Saucedo. And... Uh, Joe Salas, Jose Salas, Joe. Once I said Joe, <laughs> I think his friends probably call him Joe. Okay, called the police. Called the police to report a UFO sighting. Sacedo told police officer AJ Fowler that they saw a blue flash of light near the road. They also said that their truck's engine died and that a rocket-shaped object rose up and went right up to their truck. Uh, quote, the thing passed directly over my truck with a great sound and rush of wind. It sounded like thunder and my truck rocked from the flash. I felt a lot of heat. So um, after that, it moved away. When it disappeared, the truck's engine restarted and it started working normally. So um, this was a mass sighting and a lot of, uh, there were even a lot more reports. Um, Fowler, the the police officer didn't believe it. Like he just ignored it, but then he got a lot more reports like talking about the same thing. So, um, lots of different, uh, police went to go investigate that night. Um, even some of them said that they saw it. So I'm going to talk about project blue book, which was started in 1947. And it was a part of the FBI that basically just looked at UFO claims and stuff. They just looked at, um, unidentified flying objects and sightings like that and they investigated them so they came to texas uh what did we say it was welcome to texas leveland is that what sure. we decided leveland to investigate and and they concluded that it was um lightning balls from a severe oh, yes. electric storm and you talked about how those are a real thing yeah ball lightning but there was no, there was no lightning or thunder um, to be heard or seen that night, and there was only um, a few a few drops of rain, so it like drizzled a little bit. Like that was like the worst weather that ever happened that night. Um, and the also question about that one remains: can can balls of lightning stop cars and put out headlights? I'm I'm not sure. Right. Yeah. Anyway, it's a mystery. That's what I. Those are my sightings. My mass sightings. I got. Here are my sources really, really fast. History.com, five most incredible UFO sightings article. Uh, Julie Decker um, from the Daily Southtown article from Tinley Park. Um, MysteriousUniverse.org article by Brett Tingley. Uh, Westall Incident Wikipedia. Uh, Leveland UFO Case Wikipedia. Roswell Incident Wikipedia. And, oh, a, play, a website called Metrocosm.com, which we, I wanted to, we could look at earlier when we talk about um, reasons why some of this is bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Is that, is that the, are you previewing your conclusion at the end? <laughs> okay. So I'm, that was a rhetorical question. Uh, so I'm going to talk about kind of the other side of this coin, right? 
Ancient Aliens. Not the History Channel episode, but my take on Ancient Aliens. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Um, so, this is kind of like, okay, have, you know, aliens visited Earth, you know, in the present day or close to it? Okay, have they visited Earth in the past? Like, the ancient past. And we're going to look at some of, like, the reasons why we might think that or not think that. Like cave drawings and shit? Um, so I didn't quite get into the cave drawing. I'm going to kind of took look at two kind of main pieces of, like, uh, you know, speculation about this. Like, architectural and religious. So we'll kind of, like, focus on those two areas. Um, but this whole, like, idea of, like, ancient astronauts, ancient aliens, it basically comes from, like, storing stories, myths, drawings, like you were saying, like, whether that's cave paintings or, like, um, you know, stuff in ancient Egypt or ancient Mesoamerica, the Nazca lines, like, shit like that. Yeah, the Nazca lines. Right, like, the that's human. some weird shit. The human from the Nazca lines, you know, yeah. is that, like, an ancient alien? Um, but we'll, we'll get into some of that stuff. So, also, you know, some people think that this is basically, like, the best explanation for, like, how did ancient civilizations have, like, this high technology, supposedly, or were able to build this, like, thing that even now we don't know how to build. like Pyramids. The, right. So, they they basically, like, fit ancient aliens into, the, into that piece, into that, like, missing piece. Uh, so, in that way, it's, like, inherently very speculative. And many, like, legitimate scientists and historians and anthropologists and so forth and archaeologists think that, well, it's kind of unnecessary to invoke this thing, ancient aliens, right? Because there's no evidence for it again, right? But again, there is no evidence against it. And therefore, we will talk about it. That's the key. That's the key. Irrespective of Occam's razor, we're going to dig into it. So, less reputable, but perhaps more fun researchers do posit that ancient aliens can explain everything from yes the ancient pyramids of egypt to religion to the origin of man itself that would be a very easy blanket yeah aliens man aliens and i'm going to talk about that one jesus was an alien jesus was an alien buddha was an alien uh you know um Fucking Michael Jordan was an alien. How could that freak be a real person? You know? <laughs> the Queen of England's a lizard person. And I, Alien. I thought about getting into that too, but that that's just too many things. Like, <laughs> the, the ancient humanoids or ancient, like, <laughs> reptoids from Earth, but not actually aliens. We're, we're not going to get into that. that. That's like a whole side thing. <laughs> but anyway, we will go through some of these, like... Um, ancient architecture, like, pieces of quote-unquote evidence uh, for ancient astronauts. Um, so the first one I'm going to talk about is Saxa Hjuman, uh, which is an, a thousand-year-old fortress that's located just outside of Cusco, which was the ancient Inca capital, and also the name of a delightful character in The Emperor's New Groove. Cusco. Cusco's poison. Oh, poison. I'm Cusco. a llama! <laughs> Cusco. Poison. why do we even have that lever what a great movie i fucking love that movie so the fortress of saxahuman was made from huge stones that were worked and fitted together very very precisely now some of these stones were as much as 360 tons and they had been moved 
for 20 miles. So while, yes, you know, archaeologists have found, you know, the kind of evidence of a rope and lever system, it's still kind of, you know... A mystery as to how they exactly they were able to do this, and maybe Some it was with Stonehenge alien help. Shit right there. And I am gonna get to Stonehenge. Uh, <laughs> don't read ahead, Chloe. Um, so the next one. I wasn't. One, I know. I'm just. That, oh. I was kidding. <laughs> you were so offended. Sorry. <laughs> the no, I know you're you're looking at shit on your phone. Um, so anyway, <laughs> the next one I'm gonna talk about is the Nazca lines, which you know you can go back to episode 23 to learn more about. But the main reason that these were linked to ancient aliens is that they are only visible from the air. Because they are fucking enormous. Yeah. Like, some of these are, like, pictograms, and some of them are just straight lines. We have pictures of them on our Instagram page, too. Very true. Um, Mystery murder thingy. We are on Instagram. Um, But it also, you know... um, You know, it, it just invokes this question, right? Of, like, why would they do this? If... These things could only be seen from the air. Maybe it was things from the air that they were meant for, like ancient aliens. Ha <laughs> ha! And we've put the ancient aliens into the spot where they're supposed to be. And again, there's also that one dubbed the human that does look pretty alien-like uh, to me. Uh, we also, of course, have the it Egyptian... Looks like a... It looks like Squidward. <laughs> kind of. Um, and then, of course, we have the Egyptian pyramids... Because we really still don't understand how the ancient Egyptians, you know, more than 4,500 years ago... And don't they, like, line up with the sun or some shit? Or is that a rumor? Oh, no, there's also that. Yeah, I was getting to that, too. I'm sorry. Uh, That's okay. (laughs) I was just... (laughs) What else do these weird things do? Oh, my God. So excited. Um, The the pyramids are also aligned with uh, Orion's belt um, and other, like, meteorological stuff. So that also gives them kind of yeah, a spacey that's feel. Bizarre, isn't it? Yes. Um, and then also, of course, Stonehenge. So you can listen back to episode 12 for more on that. And this is one of the favorite examples of probably the biggest ancient aliens proponent, Eric von Deniken. Uh, I believe he was from back in the late 19th century. And he was kind of the ones who started this whole thing about ancient aliens. Like, back then. He, he's kind of like the progenitor, so to speak. Um, because Stonehenge, as well, has apparent astronomical significance, which has led many people to believe that it was influenced by aliens, and that maybe it was even a landing pad for ancient aliens. I did hear Ooh, that. Oh, yeah. Come that here, be- aliens. We want to partay. We are the ancient druids. Come have yeah. sex with us. Yeah. Steal our genes. We don't That's even care. It. It's the druids. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of, like, stuff when you start looking into this about, like, aliens, like, having sex with humans and stuff like that. Um, that kind of gets into my next part, which is, like, this whole thing about aliens in, like, ancient religious texts. And these, like, hints... That maybe there was some contact. If you take, you know, ancient mythological religious texts as kind of like historical facts. Which you might not want to really do. But for the purposes of our purposes here, we'll we'll kind of get into that, okay? What if Mother Mary was impregnated by an alien but nobody wanted to talk about it. So they said it was God. Probably that's true. I think it is. I believe it. did so many people. <laughs> I, you excited me. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know. Uh piqued my interest 
Um, but we will go a little bit further back than that, even, and talk about the ancient Sumerian creation myth of Enuma Elish, uh, in which the humans were created uh, by this ancient alien race to serve them, called the Anunnaki. Where are they at now? Uh, and the Anunnaki have been, I'm not going to answer that question, <laughs> that I do not know, have been hypothesized by some, including the Russian-American author Zechariah Sitchin, as aliens who came to Earth some 500,000 years ago to mine gold. Huh. Zechariah Sitchin is also uh, not terribly credible. But anyway, uh, according to this understanding, they genetically engineered Homo erectus to serve them as a slave class. That's us, right? Uh, all of us. The whole, even, yeah, before us. Uh, we're, we're Homo uh, uh, sapiens. Homo erectus is, like, the one, like, right before. Um, so it should be also, again, pointed out that Sitchin's work has been dismissed by all legitimate historians and archaeologists. But, you know, fun to think about. Um, <laughs> and in the Hindu mythology, there are references to what are called vimana, which are flying vehicles. And these were written in like the 4th or 5th century BCE. Ooh. Right? That straight up is a UFO. Intriguing. Ancient UFOs. So it's easy to to see how like this could lead one to think about ancient aliens, right? Like clearly these flying cars are spaceships with ancient aliens in them, right? Like what else could they be? Right? Uh... I think. Anyway... Here's a couple of quotes from... Yeah, back then, what else could they be? I know, right? Um, so here are a couple of quotes from... <laughs> thank you for en- engaging in my Well, I kind of had to, like, think about it. I was, like, trying to think of, like, a snarky, like... Or they could be <laughs> blah, blah, blah. But I was like, wait. <laughs> yeah, Mario. Maybe they were just, like, fucking clouds, right? Maybe they were just airplanes. You know. <laughs> Jeez. Wait. <laughs> right? So here are a couple of quotes from the Ramayana, um, which, you know, ancient Hindu text that talks about this. Um, So the first one is called The Magic Car. Quote, Is not the wondrous chariot mine named Pushpak, wrought by hands divine? This chariot kept with utmost care will waft thee through the fields of air, and thou shalt light unwearied down in fair Ayodhya's royal town. So, uh, BMW? So, you know, like, um, you know how at the end of Greece, uh, wait, is that at the end yeah. of Greece, right, where they fly off in the flying car? Yeah. yeah. like that. Exactly. The next one is called The Departure. Uh, quote, Swift through the air as Rama chose, the wondrous car from Earth arose, and decked with swans and silver wings bore through the clouds its freight of kings. Mm. Yes. So, you know, some uh, high-class alien technology right there. Obviously. There are also some passages in the Christian Bible that seem to point out ancient aliens. We should talk about the Bible. Yes. Very mysterious, the Bible. We should read it first. (laughs) The whole thing. Yeah. Marcus is reading it out loud. Marcus Parks from Less Podcast on the Left. That's like a side podcast he's doing. Uh, We could just listen to that. So there are passages in the book of Genesis that talk about the Nephilim that married, quote, the daughters of humans, and had children by them. I thought those were angels. Uh, They could be angels. They could also be ancient aliens who visited Earth and mated with humans. And this is further supported by the apocryphal Book of Enoch, which talks about 200 angels called Watchers. 
Their descendants with humans were the Nephilim, and supposedly they instructed the humans in advanced technologies and were taken away by other aliens because they overstepped their original role, you know, simply as observers. That sounds like uh, Castiel, the fallen angel from Supernatural. It, it This idea recurs many, many times in, uh, yeah, in Christian and Christian-related like, uh, yeah, thingies. What season is that? Right, <laughs> exactly. I, everything always eventually comes back to uh, fucking um, Supernatural. So anyway, um, I'm going to talk about one other kind of ancient aliens uh, hypothesis. This one's a little more scientific, uh, and it's called panspermia. Uh, and this is not the idea that uh, a, a intelligent race of aliens came in the ancient times to like instruct us or whatever. Uh, this is more so the idea that life on Earth itself was seeded by life that came outside of the Earth. Yes, yes. Right? Yeah, that's and weird. that life itself exists throughout the universe, or at least the galaxy, because it was distributed by, you know, space dust, comets, little planetoids, Ooh, things of that nature. That's weird. Yes. So there is definitely some good reason to think that this could happen. For example, we know of microorganisms that can exist in the vacuum of space, in a sort of suspended animation. So there are, it, just to be clear, there are microorganisms living on Earth right now, because we've gone to space, that we have found on the outside of spacecraft, which seem to be totally fine once they're taken, you know, back into, like, Earth's atmosphere. So is that an alien? Mm, I would say no, because it still originated from Earth. But this whole panspermia idea is really the idea that we're all aliens. That, like, life on Earth is also alien life. Because, That's how it is you in know. America. We're all aliens. One of us. One of us. One of us. Alienation is for the rich. Um, so we also do know that, like, um, rocks from Mars have, like, come to Earth because we found, like, meteorites from Mars. And Mars itself is, like, one of these places where, you know, extraterrestrial life could possibly live right now. that's cool. Could very, very easily have lived in the past. Because we do know that, one, there is liquid water on the surface of Mars right now. Yeah. Now, it's very briny. It's of a high salinity and sort of a toxic mix of chemicals that actually allows it to be liquid at a temperature below its normal freezing point. That's so weird. Right, so that's why there's, like, liquid, you know, uh, on the surface right now uh, at certain points and at certain times of the year. But people also think, scientists also think, that there maybe could be liquid uh, water beneath the surface of Mars right now as well. So there could definitely be microorganisms living there. But there are way more places in the solar system where life could be found. Now, the most likely one that we could find it um, in in the shortest amount of time would be Europa. Now, Europa is one of the moons of Jupiter. Jupiter, Jupiter. Yeah, it's one of the moons of Jupiter. And the reason why we think that there's a very strong possibility of life being there right now is because there are hydrothermal vents that probably exist on the bottom of an enormous subsurface ocean that is there. It is bigger than all the oceans of Earth put together. 
that's not, I can't. Yeah. Con- that's not a concept I can visualize in my brain. Right. I don't have the the capacity to so to understand. Yeah. <laughs> we we also know that like there it there are lakes that are on the, sort of just below the surface of large amounts of water, and that there is ice that's being melted by the uh, radiation coming from Jupiter itself that causes these ices to melt into the lakes, which could then distribute nutrients and life-forming materials down into that subsurface ocean and possibly create microorganisms or even oxygen using macrofauna that could be, you know, like, moving around and shit. Like, I like to think of it as, you know, maybe there's, like, encephalopods there, you know, with their, like, shells and, like... You know what I'm talking about? Just like, yeah, they're creepy. <laughs> that could be there, because uh, that's like a really, really early form of life on Earth. What? How? How did that go? <laughs> <laughs> or you know, maybe there's like fucking squids and shit down. I don't know. We need to find out, and there will supposedly be a launch to Europa to try to find some of these things out in 2025. So just stay tuned, right? Um, but there's, like, way more places. There's, like, Enceladus, um, which has very similar conditions. And there's also Titan. Now, Titan is super weird. It's the largest moon of Saturn. And it's the only known moon with a significant stable atmosphere. Now, it's not an atmosphere Whoa. like we have on the Earth. It's an atmosphere of methane, mostly. Um, and there are these large lakes of what are called hydrocarbons now it's very very cold there so like water ice is like the bedrock there and these hydrocarbons have a melting point that's like way way lower than anything we would find on earth but it is speculated that there could be life there based on a different mechanism not carbon-based life but a different fundamental uh constituent of life that's using uh, hydrogen, acetylene, and ethane for its fuel and producing all that fucking methane that we find in the atmosphere. So there's that too. Uh, so many places where life could exist. That did A not fundamentally different make, type of life. That did not entirely make sense to me. So what you need for life to exist. Okay, wait, what's hydrocarbon? I don't understand. Uh, hydrocarbon is just like rock. It's a, it's just like a kind of chemical thing. And so there might be life in there? Yeah, because life needs, like, a, a stable environment, right? Okay. And it needs, like, some form of energy. And usually where we find that is where there's, like, liquid water somewhere. Like, the one place on Earth where we don't find life... And they have liquid hydrocarbons Okay, but let there? me finish my point. Sorry. The one place on Earth that we don't find life is on in the first like few centimeters of the Atacama Desert. That's the driest place on Earth. It's the only place on Earth where you like are not finding water at all. So what we think is that for life to exist, it needs like this liquid stable water, right? So on Titan, the role of water could be being um, you know, filled by these hydrocarbons because they are a stable, like, liquid um, on the surface of the planet. That's... So it's, like, water but not water? Yeah, it, it's, like, a different type of liquid that it's these, like... a like, water substitute? Exactly. And, like, water there is rock. 
So it's like, yeah, think about it that the, way. The, 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 like you said, the um, ice is like their bedrock. Exactly. That's bizarre. Because it's that cold that it's like that hard and stuff. Um, and then there, there's like other places as well. Um, like people think that maybe Ceres, which is a dwarf planet in the asteroid belt, it has like a thin water vapor atmosphere. So um, there could be like frost on the surface of it and maybe like some kind of what are called extremophiles could live there, which are like these microorganisms that live in, in these like extreme environments. So we also have all of these names for these other types of life and stuff. Right, exactly. I like, didn't even really think of that. Yeah, this is all part of what's called astrobiology. Now, astrobiology is like what we're talking about, but like actually, like, oh yeah, but like in a scientifically like rigorous way, like, how can we think about this? Not like an ufologist, but like an astrobiologist, right? Yeah. And when astrobiologists think about these things, they think about like, okay, what would like alien life like actually be? So, like, I feel like we should talk a little bit about, like, yes. what would it actually be like? Like, would it be, like, on Star Trek, where it's, like, you know, like, uh, us, but, like, with a big ridged forehead or something? No, I don't know. Probably think, not, right? I think it'll be little, tiny microorganisms. That's the most likely that we're going to find in any... And, and I guess the most likely to, like, exist for a long period of time, too, right? And if we do find some kind of intelligent... I don't think it'll be as intelligent as we are. Mm, I feel like that's... I'm not sure what you mean. Like, as intelligent as we are. Like, if we were going to find, like... We would find something with the equivalent to, like, a dog or something. Like, it wouldn't be... Like, like the Drake equation. It wouldn't be able to, to like, send... um Like, radio signals out somewhere. But it would be able to do this or what it was it it like was one of the factors of the drake equation right like it the, could be the number life of, yeah the number of like intelligent life forms that that evolve yeah so you think be... that like life is pretty ubiquitous but maybe intelligent life is like you know pretty like rare like yes. you would put in a very yes. small value there yes 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 yeah. i think this list right here really helps i don't know that's one of those things that like is very very speculative but I think we also have to just, like, keep in mind that, like, evolution works based on the conditions that are present in a particular environment, right? Like, we evolved the way we evolved because of the way Earth was at that time and in that place. So, like, whatever alien life exists, I feel like we almost can't even, like, conceive of what it would be like because we would have to know the whole evolutionary history of, like, that place, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like yeah. I was reading an article. That's not like, really a thing you can do, right? To some extent. I mean, that's like what astrobiology is like trying to do in addition to like, okay, what this planet that's like over there, like 50 million light years away, right? Or whatever. Um, what is like its atmosphere? And like, is it like a rocky planet or like, is it mostly gas or You're shit like that? You're asking the big questions here. These are the really big unanswerable question and that's why we love it yes but i do feel like you know aliens yeah it's probably something that's not just like looks kind of like us or I, I don't know yeah it's either like those like micro 
biology kind of things or something we just like can't even conceive of at all. So as we're wrapping up here, yeah. let's answer the question. Have aliens visited Earth, yes or no? Okay, you go first. I'm going to have to say yes. I just feel like there's too many factors and too many unanswered questions that we have as like human beings that we ourselves have have conjured to have it be why not aliens? You know? Does that make sense? That does make sense. I'm going to take exactly the opposite tack. And you say no? And I'm going to say no. And I'm going to say, why aliens? You know, like, for all these things. It's like when I was doing my ancient aliens, like, part. Like, there are alternative explanations for all these things that are just as, if not more plausible. And the simple vastness of space and time. The pale blue dot. Um... (laughs) Love you, Carl Sagan. Uh, so I just feel like the sheer vastness of space itself definitely would argue against uh, intelligent life having visited Earth. Because, yes, although, you know, Frank Drake did think, okay, maybe there's 10,000 intelligent civilizations out there right now broadcasting, right? The ability for you to get across such vast amounts of space in any conceivable lifetime uh it just seems like it would be almost impossible for us to visit each other but that's to us true that's a very good point there's some other place out there that we can't even see where that kind of thing is what do you mean you can't travel through space what what Right. No, that's With very this true. this technology and this technology that we have and we've known for however many years. Right. You know? So I guess it gets to that, you know, fundamental question of um, how, you know, what, what what is the constituent of space itself? Can people go faster than light? And therefore, can aliens have visited Earth? I feel like those questions are very much entwined together. Because if you can't go faster than light somehow by like going through some alternate dimension or something yeah then it ju- it just seems like almost impossible maybe we should talk about time travel time travel would be a great one i, still, I love time travel i still want to talk about the akashic records and... i know you talk about them all the time so you should just talk about them on the pod i know <laughs> yeah but i feel like it has to go with like something else okay well we'll definitely plan super well and get that super locked down way before we'll we talk record. talk about the subconscious. We could talk about consciousness. That would be a really good mystery. No, that's like too much for me. I don't want to talk about that. What is consciousness? No, I don't want to talk about that. Maybe we'll get to that in a few years. That's like too much. I can't handle that. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll stick to the small stuff. Like, yeah. do aliens exist? And that's things a, like that. You know. What is consciousness? <laughs> no, thank you. What is love? Baby, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. No, more. Were you waiting for me to finish that? Are no, you but I'm so glad you, you, you did. You thought I was going to leave you hanging? Yes, and, buddy. Yes, Woo! and. See, this when we make a good team mystery. Team mystery. Do-do-do. We are team mystery. We are team. What I thought you were going to say. We love the mysteries. We are. Will we get fired for that? Or will we get sued for that? Yeah, we'll get fired. By ourselves. <laughs> I don't know. Do you think it's time for weird shit in the news, Mario Silva? Weird shit 
in the news. Weird shit in the news. Weird shit in the news. Weird shit in the news. Weird. Who's going to go first? I'll go first. Okay. <laughs> okay, let me find mine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So the headline is... Oh, wait, let me do my sources first. <laughs> Fuck. Wikipedia. I always forget. Okay, the Drake Equation um, page, the extraterrestrial... Uh, what is it? Extraterrestrial Life page. Uh, of course, the page for Ancient Aliens, which is what it's called on Wikipedia. And then also the page for Pens Permia. And I also got um, stuff from a really good article written by Mark Hoffman. Uh, Kaufman, excuse me, Mark Kaufman, um, which is located at astrobiology.nasa.gov slash about. And then also I got stuff from, as I'm scrolling here, um, Nadia Drake at National Geographic, Christina Kilgrove at Forbes, and uh, also some other articles that I, I don't have up here. Anyway, my weird shit in the news is by Scott Polisek, and it is entitled, MLB Umpire Pulls Giant Bug from His Ear During Ew. Yankees versus White Sox. Ew, I heard about this. Yep. Ew. So, there was... Is there a video? There is definitely a video. You can look this up. It's it's on Bleacher Report. That's some Dr. Pimple Popper shit. I hate that. I oh my love god. That. Uh I hate Dr. Pimple Popper so much. She's getting her own TLC show. Fuck that. <laughs> so during Wednesday's game between the New York Yankees and Chicago White Sox at Guaranteed Right Field, umpire Bruce Dreckman pulled a live bug out of his ear. Umpires would probably normally love earplugs to block out... I'm just reading from the article here. To block out, because I think it's funny, to block out managers and players uh, arguing their calls, but Dreckman surely won't be recommending bugs to do the trick in the near future. <laughs> yuck, yuck, yuck. Thanks, Scott. Yeah, that is like a yuck, yuck <laughs> right. kind of response. That surreal knee slapper there, Scott. No, yeah. I appreciate your dumb joke, Scott, because I would make it too. Okay, what's yours? <laughs> so, the title is from, or this is from Euro News. This happened in Spain. And so there's a lot of um, stuff in this article I didn't understand what that meant. But um, the it's by Camille Bello. And the title is Spanish driver tests positive for every drug in test. What? And there's a picture Slow of down, all, man. I know, right? And there's a picture of like all of the like tests and like baggies and shit. So happened in northeastern Spain has tested positive for quote every possible kind of drug, end quote, after being pulled over by police on Saturday. So high levels of cannabis, amphetamines, methamphetamine, cocaine opiates as well as alcohol with a rate of 0. 0.60 milligrams per liter which i don't know what that means um well 0. 0.8 is legally drunk in the united states so it's is definitely that like kind of buzzed. Per liter? i think so okay um and then yeah he was fined and had six points deducted from his driver's license which when i first heard that i was like six points from gryffindor <laughs> <laughs> you may no longer play what's that game they play quidditch 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 that sounds like like someone from wisconsin is like playing quidditch quidditch <laughs> just quidditch 
just Quidditch. But um, yeah, his vehicle's now been impounded. Well, you know, I guess sometimes you gotta test your limits to know your limits. But that's the moral of that story, I think. Everything. <laughs> All of the lot. All of the lot. Oh, it is just hoffer thin, sir. No, I couldn't eat another bite. Can I do one more? Yeah. Um, it's really short. This is from like CTV me? News from Canada. Um, yeah, like you. Yay! Quote, just nobody died, end quote. PEI reporter clarifies lack of obituaries. <laughs> what? So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Journal Pioneer, um, which is, let's see... It doesn't say. Reporter Colin McLean, 32, answered them on Twitter. Just nobody died. He wrote a tweet that went viral. <laughs> good. Glad everybody lived that day. That's a good story. <laughs> good shit in the news right there. P-E-I. I don't know. That mo- the P-E-I newspaper. P-E-I. Tell us what that means. (laughs) Somebody email us. Look it up for us. Pioneer something something? Because it's called the Journal Pioneer. It's what the report is from. You know what I'm saying? Chloe? Is C-A Canada? Yes. So it must be from Canada, I suppose. I'm retweeting this. Just nobody died. (laughs) Good. (laughs) Okay, I think we're done. Yay! We did it! Yay! Whee! We um, did it. Thanks y'all for listening it. to us. Yeah, for real. Thank you for like listening to our bullshit. I think um we've gotten to a pretty high level of bullshit at this point, but like we have so much more to go and we're so excited to get there with y'all. Yay. You are we're officially working. team mystery. We're working on it. Yes, team mystery. Is that what our fan base is called? Uh, like the Bay High. That's what we're called and everyone else that also is joining us is called okay. we're all team mystery all right i also think that should be our twitter handle nobody take it don't nobody you fucking take it team mystery so it's probably on there already <laughs> probably it probably is i'm, I'm not, not worried checked. yeah it's fine okay um you go to our patreon page patreon.com slash mystery murdery thingy uh give us a dollar we'll give you a shout out um yeah. when we will start recording the weird news extras on sundays too because we'll have a lot more time now that you not doing the fair, although you guys should go to the fair, because it's still going on till Labor Day. Bristol, Wisconsin, best fucking rent fair in happen. the country. Uh, it is so fucking good. Uh, They're not paying us to see it, including Chloe, who works there. <laughs> so, so, anyway, I think, yeah, we're probably done. Uh, okay, bye. bye.